So, uh, yeah, I'm really excited for uh, today's episode. I am too, but I do have some bad news. What? Okay, what's the bad news? I got an email from our producers, and they have some notes. Um, they, they, they have some notes. You know, we've been doing this for a year, almost two years at this point. You know, the audiences, the, the ratings, it's, it's pretty tough out there. So, um, do you want, are you, are you sitting down? Are you ready to, are you ready to hear the producer's notes? Yes, I am sitting down. Yes. Um, they said we, they said we don't have enough VBS energy. Vacation Bible school. They said we need to bring more of a vacation Bible school energy to the podcast scene. You know, all these podcasts that talk about the news that talk about, current events and politics and identities it's a little bit played out but we don't really have a lot of like youth pastor types doing podcasts for teens do you know what i mean so files that's a hot take that i fully agree with but you did pull me out of the bit with that one a little bit yeah pretty much oh shit is this a is this a live is this a real episode or is this a patreon episode (laughs) this is a free episode all right. Okay. Usually you <laughs> save that for Patreon. <laughs> you pulled me out of my fucking bit. I don't remember what my other notes were. But oh, oh, pod, pod, uh, Christian podcast for teens. Um, yeah, we could just do with a, a little more, a little more VBS energy as far as spreading the word of the Lord. Um, well, good news for you. I've got to take you to church segment later on. Oh, this is perfect. We'll we'll kind of we'll kind of funnel our way into the end goal, but just know that like the this podcast will look pretty different um, down the line. But it'll be a gradual process, so don't don't worry about it. I'm not sure how to yes and. No, I mean you, we can go ahead and do the regular show. I'm just like eventually we'll get there, but like right now we'll 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 work with what we've got. We I mean we can't lay off the whole staff. We already kind of have a whole thing going with the current brand, but. You know, we're we're in it. We're in a transition phase. Uh, okay. Oh shit! I haven't done my tee shot. Fuck, <laughs> dude. <laughs> that reminded me. Oh fuck. Oh shit! I was supposed to do it on Monday. It's Friday. Yes, it's Friday. I'm really, I'm really bad at remembering to do my tee shot. I'll do that after. Remind me at the end of the show. I will. I will try to remember to remind you. I appreciate it because I won't. I won't remember. <laughs> I won't. Can you see Jasper using meatball as a pillow? In the background? Yeah. Y- yes, I can. Fuck the podcast. I'm watching TV. It's my two cats you- lying motionless on the bed. <laughs> well, I'm not sure that makes for very good auditory format. I won't. The cord isn't long enough. The cord is not long enough. <laughs> I, I could get, get audio of them purring. That's not... It'd be a whole thing. You wouldn't want that bit to last gotcha. that long. What's on your shirt? What's on your shirt? My shirt's stripey. Your shirt has a rat eating an american flag is that what it's eating i thought it was eating another rat no will you straighten it out i cannot i cannot process what's going oh another rat is with it what does that say what are the words you drank god damn america oh it's that podcast all i can see here is is it looks like your drank is what i'm reading but pod damn america does make a little more sense looking at the yeah yeah i see the vision sorry we've touched on multiple topics within the last three minutes do you want to do a better opening for me you're, you're saying it like it's my fault we've touched on multiple <laughs> topics when you're the one that's ping-ponging all over the place talking about Pass the notes buck. from the producers. Pass the buck. That's the rule. your cats in the background. And sorry. Sorry. We'll do it again. Go ahead. God. No. Fuck it. We'll do it live. <laughs>
gender swap. We could do to start incorporating a laugh track, I think. I'm not cheapening the podcast with a laugh track. You gave me such a serious answer. I went, okay. <laughs> Welcome to Gender Swap, a podcast by two transgender siblings, one of whom is genuinely shocked, to be honest, that the other one brings such harsh energy as producer's notes and the concept of putting a laugh track on this podcast. And the other one is trying not to choke on their own tongue as they laugh. I am one of your hosts. My name is Micah. My pronouns are they, them. I'm not going to I'm not gonna say it. My name is Stevie, and I use he, they pronouns. I'm not going to say it again. We're veering towards a teen audience, and everyone knows teens have to be told how to feel. Let them interpret the media on their own? Come on. Get that liberal shit out of here. That's really mean. I was reading that straight from the email from the producers. Um, that was pretty... That was... Where the fuck did we find these guys? <laughs> I was about to ask you that, because it sounds like I don't know anything about any producers. It sounds to me like you just started taking random notes from, I, I, I don't they, know, a couple of guys hanging out on a street corner. You just call them our producers? Their names are their names are Jim and Ra- Randy. Jim and Ran, Jim and Ran Randy. Jim and Randy, huh? Uh-uh, Ran Randy. Randy. Hey, who's what's the map company? The map company? The company that makes maps. Rand Mc, Rand McNally? I don't know. I do not know what you are saying. Oh, yeah. What company makes map? What? Rand McNally makes the maps. Rand McNally. Okay. Which I needed that. Yeah. Because I needed to remember this name. Okay. This name is Randy McNally. Okay. Randy McNally. You know what? Fuck it. Here comes the news. (laughs) You're talking about me ping-ponging. I'm trying so hard to follow the thread. Well, it makes perfect sense in a second. You said Randy is one of our producers. Yeah. Jim which made Randy. me think of Randy Mc, which made me think of Randy McNally who is who is currently but maybe not for much longer the lieutenant governor of Tennessee okay who left uh a lot of comments on Instagram <gasps> on several of a young man's thirst traps <gasps> no fucking way tell me tell me tell me any of the things he was commenting involved an emoji with the tongue sticking out Please, 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 for the love of God, read some of those comments. I'm trying to find an article that actually shows the comments. This also implies that he had like a separate secret account where he was doing this without getting caught. No. No. No way. He was posting from his main account. No, no, no. I feel Lieutenant like he, Governor. I was saying he forgot to switch to his secret account and left the comments. He frequently did it. Oh, my fucking God. I'm trying to find some of the actual comments that he left. And one of the comments, if I remember correctly, well, the guy was, you have to picture the guy with his back to the mirror taking the selfie. Yeah. Showing off that ass. So his booty's out. Well, his booty wasn't out. He was wearing uh, 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 briefs. Okay. All right. But that's all he's wearing. His booty's still out. So yeah. And Randy McNally, if I remember correctly, uh, commented, you're just bringing a ray of sunshine. You're just, one more time? You just bring a ray of sh- sunshine. What a, what a fascinating, what a fascinating thing to say in response to somebody's sexual photo on Instagram. You just bring a ray of sunshine. <laughs> really delightful energy. 
That's that's great, Randy. Who taught you that one? A ray of sunshine, huh? So were any of them like outright? No, they're all like that. Okay, so they're not like outright sexual, but it's clearly denoting interest. Yes. Like he's not gonna like comment. I want to put my dick in your dick or whatever. But you just bring a ray of sunshine. (laughs) One of his replies was very good, Finn. Finn was the name of the guy posing. And then he, no. he he commented, heart emoji, fire, fire, fire. That's the smoking gun. It's <laughs> the smoking gun. You can't just say you're supporting young photographers at this point. You know, up and coming models. Heart emoji, fire, fire, fire. Come on. Quintessential old man comment. Our, our next article isn't really an article so much as a Twitter thread. Okay. Because this is the best reporting I could find on it in English. Okay, gotcha. Have you heard about France recently? Yeah, the retirement age thing? Have you heard about how France is currently on fire? Yes. Yeah. They're, they're a little bit upset. God, it's so good. It's re- okay, not good. But the French know how to protest. <laughs> I will give the them fr- that. The French do know how to protest. Well, all the trouble, for context, and I'm reading from the thread, started earlier this year when President Macron proposed changing the pension system, which would essentially raise the retirement age from 62 to 64. Fuck that. Fuck y'all. Yeah. The proposal met immediate resistance. Just days after his government announced the plan, hundreds of thousands of people flooded the streets of cities and towns across the country, and unions called strikes that disrupted transport, schools, and other public services. Holy shit. America would literally just go, no, stop, and then let it happen. Before you say that, Mm. I want you to think back. Has America ever rioted like this before? No, I don't think. Unless it's for the wrong thing. Hey, didn't they do that about desegregation? I mean, no, they didn't do that about desegregation. The KKK just stepped up their game. But do you remember 2020? Oh, that is true. That is true. The last time Americans rose up like that, they brought out the literal army to stop us. That is a good point, actually. Yeah, those are the most recent, like, wide-scale riots I can think of that were, uh, yeah, you're right. Productive I guess I was thinking in terms down. of, like, the entire country being on fire, but also France is a lot smaller than the U.S., and there being a lot of individual cities on fire across the U.S. is cumulatively similar. Um, that is, they did have to bring out the fucking army. Yeah. There's a lot of people in this country. There are. Be a shame if we all got really pissed off. We outnumber the army. Not to be inflammatory, there's more of us than there is of army, you know? To be, to be fair, the army does have a lot of automatic weapons and, and smart bombs and They do nukes. have bombs. They do have bombs. There's, mm, I don't know if I can, I don't know if that's true. I was about to say there's more of us than there is of bombs, and I'm like, probably not. Actually, certainly not. You know? <laughs> like, I mean, at this point, we're probably, honestly, we're probably at one-to-one parity at this point with the bombs. I would figure... I mean, if we're counting even like <laughs> and a bomb grenades, for each and every American. <laughs> but anyway, getting back to France, hit me. Macron pushed. He insisted that he would alter the pension system and attempted to get it through Parliament. In January, he said we will do it with respect and a spirit of dialogue, but also determination and responsibility. What was the goal? But even as he said that, riot police were clashing with protesters in the streets of Paris. Mm. Macron insisted that in a country with an aging population where everyone receives a state pension. Pension reform is the only way to keep the system solvent. Okay. Hmm. That's his argument. But no, you just tax the rich more. Yeah. Yeah. That solves your problem. 
pretty much. Need to afford something? You tax the rich. Pretty much, yeah. Now that's some notes that we should take from France, along I with a universal health care system. I think the army should be taxed. There's a lot of it. There's a lot of money going in there. Like, you, you think that all the money going to the army, it should be taxed back from the army, out of the budget, back into... Yeah, give it back to me. Yeah, I can agree. Just give it back. Like, even if that's not how it works, be nice if they did. Since we're, I mean, we're coming up with ideas, I think we should tax the army back. <laughs> Again, not sure how that would work, but uh, you know what? As long as we're just throwing ideas at the wall, that's a good one as any. Throwing sketty, see what sticks. Unions argued that the pension overhaul threatens hard-fought rights and propose a tax on the wealthy. Uh, Literally. Or, yeah. or payroll contributions from employers to finance the pension system. Yeah. Well, yeah, those are two really good ideas. Those are great ideas. But this Polls one fucking show, guy has the power to push it through. Polls show that French people also all oppose the, the reform that yeah. Macron was pushing. So in late January, the unions escalated. Okay. A confederation of unions representing nearly 700,000 workers cut power <gasps> to a swath of wealthy suburbs <gasps> by the Orly Airport outside of Paris. Oh, that's good. God damn, that is good. Get him where it hurts. <laughs> Some rebuked this radical move, but others called it Robin Hood-esque yeah. because the striking militant union simultaneously gave free power to French schools, hospitals, and low-income homes. Get him. Man, that's great. Needless to say, tensions continued to rise. Mm. February saw multiple days of mass strikes with estimates ranging from up to 2.5 million workers on strike in a single day. Wow. Transportation garbage collection, utilities, and education unions all walked off the job. Wow. By March, unions were ready to escalate again. Okay. Workers had, by this point, held eight days of mass protest with millions hitting the streets. So now, crucially, some workers decided to abandon one-day strikes for a rolling, ongoing strike. Mm. Most noticeably, the garbage collectors went on indefinite strike, which means that trash has been piling up in the streets of Paris. Oh, man. Just yesterday... Macron decided to change his approach. Uh-huh. Instead of trying to get the legislation through the conventional process through Parliament, he decided to declare that he would use Article 49.3 of the French Constitution, Is that which allows the government order? to push through a bill through the National Assembly without a vote. So it's like an executive order. It's legal, <sighs> but it's seen as undemocratic. Yeah, because it is. Because it, it, it is undemocratic. Why does he want to push this one thing so bad? What the fuck? There is, a, there is a cost, though. Opposition lawmakers have 24 hours to file a vote of no confidence against the government. Mm. And I don't know any word on that if they've done that yet. But uh, yeah. if I were them, I would. I'm sure they will. God damn. And they're setting the trash on fire, right? And that's yeah, why it's on fire? Yeah, now they're setting the trash on fire. Yeah. Get her done. Because Macron stupidly said, you know, something to the effect of, it would take Paris burning before I'll do anything. Great. All right. We can make it happen. So they're making it happen. Easy. God damn, that's funny. The The French do know how to riot. They know how to get their government to do what government should do. God, this, one, this one's going to bring it down, though. There's a lot of bring it down news. There is, and I try to bring in a lot of good news this time. I appreciate that. I really do. But all that was because this one is a downer. Yeah. This is from Vice News. Mm -hmm. A young Saudi trans woman is believed dead after being lured from the U.S. and forced to detransition. 
Is this about Eden? This is about Eden Knight, yeah. God damn. Eden Knight's friends described her as smart and hilarious. She's believed dead at 23, after friends and a note she left say a mysterious lawyer convinced her to return to her family in Saudi Arabia. On March 12th, she posted a note to social media detailing her intention to die by suicide after her parents repeatedly confiscated her hormone therapy treatment. Her note went on to lack a, to describe a lack of family support, uncertain legal status, and third-party manipulation that ultimately forced her to detransition and leave the U.S. for her family home in Saudi Arabia, a country known for its violent hostility towards LGBTQ people. God. I hope the world gets better for us, Eden wrote. I hope our people get old. I hope we get to see our kids grow up to fight for us. I hope for trans rights worldwide. So, uh, I felt like we should, uh, definitely bring this one up. I saw the note like 10 minutes after it was posted. Yeah, so did I. Yeah. It was rough. Fucking, I don't know what I'm supposed to say. I don't say that against you, obviously. Yeah. You know, it feels fucking gruesome. It feels fucking gruesome for us. Yeah. I'm not sure what else to say other than it's 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 awful. Yeah, and it's hard to feel... Mm, just kind of in general, it feels pretty hopeless to be... to be trans right now. And that's scary. Like, that fucking blows. I don't really know how you're supposed to... I don't know. Going on as normal is hard right now. You know? It is. It is. Because it feels like the world's on fire. It does. I'm just feeling very unsafe in general. Um... That being said, if we have any uh, extremely wealthy listeners who want to help us get out of the state of Florida... That'd be so fucking cool, bro. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. Uh, what a dog shit country. Absolutely dog water world. I've started um, uh, like actively seeking out art made by trans people. Um and like writing by trans people and that kind of thing um in particular in search of like us getting to be hopeful um and so if you see a lot of of the tag like trans hope on your tumblr dash that's that's for me um because i don't think that i can i don't know i don't think i can i can take much more bad news and that's a lot of what we're getting right now and so i still want to be able to love the fact that I'm trans and and love to have gotten what I have gotten out of my transition you know no matter what happens like I think I am still glad overall you know I don't really regret any part of it I don't regret any part of my transition I'm really proud of you Um, I know it's kind of hard starting late in life yeah especially since uh, gray and white hairs don't get zapped by laser hair removal damn I forgot about that that sucks like why are they extra strong what is the they deal just, it has to be it has to be dark hair on light skin for it to really work that sucks so I'm because certain aged, that technology could be expanded as well it shouldn't just have to be on light skin people well there's also electrolysis but the closest place that does that is Jacksonville oh fucking A and who wants to go to Jacksonville <laughs> yeah I know right 
Who's going to willingly go to fucking Jacksonville? By the way, when did we start ragging on Jacksonville so hard? I've noticed the past few podcasts, we've really uh, have really we? come down on them. We have. Have we really? Yeah. I don't remember. I have. Really- At some point, we started using Jacksonville as a byword. To be fair, infrastructurally, visually, vibes-wise, pretty dicey. Well, speaking of things that aren't dicey... Aren't dicey? Okay, well, that's the way it doesn't even work then. Proceed. That are not dicey. <laughs> I have a fourth headline. Oh, okay. Nebraska lawmaker three <laughs> weeks into filibuster over trans bill. <laughs> She's so good for that. She's so good for that. It was a mundane, unanimously supported bill on liquor taxation that saw State Senator Michaela Kavanaugh take the mic on the Nebraska legislature for last week. She offered her support, then spent the next three days discussing everything but the bill, including her favorite Girl Scout cookies, Omaha's Best Donuts, and the plot of the animated movie Madagascar. God damn, that's good. She also spent the time railing against an unrelated bill that would outlaw gender-affirming therapies for those 18 and younger. It was the advancement of that bill out of committee that led Kavanaugh to promise three weeks ago to filibuster every bill that comes before the legislature this year, even the ones that she supports. God damn, that's funny. It's like, She's if you're going to lie, she that's is absolutely. It's like, you're going to do some shit I don't like? Cool. We're not even going to do the shit I like. I don't want to do this. We won't do anything, though. <laughs> Holy shit. Good for her. Oh, you totally froze. Oh, oh. There you are. Hi. No, no, you you, you were kind of you were cutting in and out that whole time, so I only caught half oh, of what you said. But I got the general idea. I'm worried. Let me check my Wi-Fi. Nothing should be going on. You've glitched a little, but you're mostly good. You've I think. glitched a little. Oh, fucking a. <sighs> yeah. By the way, which camera are you using? I'm using my regular one. I just have different lighting than usual. Oh, okay. Why does it look weird? Yeah. Um, well, sometimes well, sometimes you, you were desyncing with it, so I was wondering. Oh, yeah. Usually the other one does do that. I'm on the regular one, which does not bode well. It keeps making you desync, too. Our, uh, oh, gotcha. our Wi-Fi has been extremely poor since we um, signed on to the Affordable Connectivity Program, which is where a government program cuts your bill we went from $50 a month to 20 and wildly enough we started having internet issues right after imagine that remember kids every time you think the government wouldn't do that oh yes they would um yeah so we may have to opt out of it yeah it's not fucking sucks we're supposed to get like 144 megabytes per second or whatever and we get Nine. Yeah, that's a bit less. Nine. That is... Ugh. Okay. I was going to make a really unpleasant sound to the mic, but I'll spare you. Um, I appreciate that. Yeah, so I guess we'll move on from the news. Okay. Since we had technical difficulties. And uh, I'll move us into our next segment. Okay. Speaking of things that are... Can you let me help with the segue? Come on. Hold on, I got this. Hold on, I, I got this. I, I, I can have something come to me. Hold on. This one's got wings. I can feel it. So you were talking about your internet. Yeah, I was. And how bad your internet is. Yeah, I was talking about the government and the internet. 
So, speaking of things that like to stomp all over the place. What? Okay. And ruin things for everyone else. Spe- okay. Let's go to Dinosaur Corner. Dinosaur Corner. Rawr. Dinosaur Corner. Rawr. Sp- Dinosaurs do not ruin things for everything else just because they stomp around. Don't be a fucking asshole. You know, it's probably pretty good for the dinosaurs. You know? Anyway, I do love Dinosaur Corner. <laughs> anyway, uh, today we're going to talk about the Spinosaurus. Cool. That sounds familiar. Is that one of the famous ones that everybody knows, everybody's friends with, gets invited to all the parties? Uh, the Spinosaurus is a genus of theropod dinosaurs belonging to the family Spinosauridae. You know damn well I don't know what any of those fucking words mean. <laughs> It's, it's known from incomplete North African fossils that date to the Sonomian times, roughly 100 to 94 million years ago. I'm going to look Spinosaurus, up Spinosaurus, or spined reptile, was named for its sailback feature because it had tall vertical, vertical spines on its vertebrae. Oh my god, it's so camp! <laughs> How do you get camp from that thing? It's got an alligator head, pretty much, and... Uh, it does. The alligator head's pretty fucking spooky, um, but nobody's doing it like her. <laughs> you know, like the spine on the back is re- that's like a it's like a vertical frill almost. That's crazy. I feel like that would I feel like the wind resistance on that would be crazy though. I guess it's not wide. What no, is that for? What's that for? Well, it was named by German paleontologist Ernst Stromer in 1915. Mm-hmm. On the basis of the partially discovered skeleton in, in Western Egypt. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fossils were destroyed in 1944 when British aircraft inadvertently bombed the museum in Munich in which they were housed. Oh. But if you're going to take care of the Nazis, you're going to crack a few dinosaur bones. That's true. Can't I can't argue with that. That's, that's fair. So for several decades, Spinosaurus was only known from Stromer's monographic descriptions. Oh, However... Shit. Additional fragmentary remains were discovered during the 1990s and 2000s in Algeria, Morocco, and Tunisia. Ooh, that's wild. The Spinosaurus was longer and heavier than the Tyrannosaurus rex. It is the largest known carnivorous dinosaur. That's scary. Why aren't we putting that one in fiction? Uh, The more recent Jurassic Park movies did. Oh, good. Okay. Finally give him credit. It possessed a skull 1.75 meters... Roughly six feet. God long. damn, that's so big. A head as big as my friend John? A head as big as your friend John, yes. That's fucked up. That is fucked up. And a body length of somewhere between 46 and 59 feet. That's like, that's like three stories. Wait, six stories. Six? That can't be right. Try again. It's five. Five stories? That's a lot. Once you get past the the fourth, it's all, you know. It also uh, weighed an estimated 13 to 22 tons. That is so many tons. It uh, had a long, narrow skull resembling that of a crocodile and nostrils near the eyes instead of near the end of its snout. That's so silly. So it's got a long snout, but the nose is all the way up here? Uh, Yes. That's so silly. (laughs) It's so good. Its teeth were straight and conical instead of curved and blade-like. 
All these features are adaptations for, I'm probably mispronouncing this word, piscivory, which means the consumption of fish. Oh. In addition, the bones of its skeleton were more compact and denser than those of similar land-dwelling theropods, which allowed it greater control over its buoyancy underwater. That is so cool. You can tell from its skeleton what it would have been like doing what it was doing in life, what it was doing everywhere. That's crazy. So some researchers have argued that it was primarily an aquatic predator rather than a terrestrial one. Because, you know, that's fine with me. I'm not scared of that because the ocean has a bunch of little fucking freaks in it. So if it just wanted to kind of clean the whole thing out, that'd be fine. You know, clean the whole thing out. You mean you mean wipe out all life in the ocean? Yeah, seems a bit drastic. We kind of need those for okay. If it's like above a certain size, take it out. So you want the Spinosaurus to take out Cthulhu? I don't. Okay, is Cthulhu really in the ocean? I just kind of figured he came out of the sky. I I haven't really read the lore. He's in the ocean. That's what the lore says. Oh, it's like a kraken thing. Uh, sort of. He's in the sunken city of Ryla. That means nothing to me. <laughs> There's a sunken city named Ryla. That's where he lives. That's where Cthulhu lies dreaming. And one day Cthulhu's going to wake up. Okay. And the city is going to rise from the bottom of the ocean. Oh, cool. And Cthulhu is then going to do his thing and awaken all the other elder gods. So Or they're going to come up. back and devour us all. Uh, okay. And that's from like other dimensions and shit where the other elder gods are. Yes. That is so but, fucked up. That's crazy. Wakes up, immediately invites all his friends over. Fucking trash is the place. That's crazy. Okay, well, that's fun. Yeah, uh, all that to say, yeah, I think it would be cool if the Spinosaurus ate Cthulhu and pretty much anything that is bigger than, say, like, six feet. Well, the whales are good. They are yeah, big, Yeah, the whales though. are good. They are big, They're though. They're big, but whales are good. Okay, we'll keep the whales. Anything bigger than, like, the biggest whale, we don't need it. We don't need it. Well, okay. Other spinosaur bones have been found with partially digested fish scales and the bones of other dinosaurs in their stomach regions. Oh, no. (laughs) And spinosaur teeth have been found embedded in pterosaur bones. Oh. The flying ones. That's so cool. You could tell that another creature tried to chomp another creature. That's crazy. The sail on the animal's back was probably used for social displays or species recognition. Okay, paleontologists and biologists in general, when they don't understand a feature, they're like, it's probably for seducing a mate. It's probably a secondary sex characteristic. You fuckers are always saying that. Maybe it's just for fun. You know, like, I understand the biological need to fuck, whatever. But like, it can't all be that, right? I figure they use it like a sail. Oh, to help them in the water? To kind yeah. Of- they're steering. Angle the wind and... St- okay. Yeah, I can see that. It's, it's, I feel like it's as reasonable as anything else. Yeah, I'd say so. <laughs> so speaking of things that are reasonable as anything else... Okay. I thought perhaps that we would uh, take a break from talking about dinosaurs. Uh-huh. And start reading some of the classics. Oh. Okay. I'm talking classic literature. Are you talking about the Bible or like Pride and Prejudice? I'm talking about the Apocrypha. Oh, okay, better. Better than better than the Bible. Not as good as Pride and Prejudice, but... Oh, but what is? This is Take You to Church. 
I almost did the news jingle. That's not right. That's not. I don't. I don't remember taking churches. <laughs> I never fucking do. <laughs> uh, it's the playful cadence organ playing with a drum beat. That's the one. Yeah. I know. I always have a hard time with that one. We should have tried to do uh, like an early aughts Christian rock band kind of vibe. I tried, but it gave me too much PTSD when I was writing it. I'm really sorry. You said that like it might not be a joke, just in case. Sorry. No, I'm only half joking. Okay. Uh, (laughs) Which one is the Christian one? Skillet or Skrillex? Skillet, right? Skillet. Skillet? Skillet. Yeah, I had their first album. I I have been getting those two bands confused. Like, I think this whole time until just now. They're very different because Skrillex, I don't know if you know this, is Scientologist. What? <laughs> what? Uh, if I remember correctly, he's Wait, a Scientologist. Is Skrillex like an individual's stage name along with the band name? Or is it not a band, it's just an individual? It's not a band, it's just an individual. Oh god, I thought it was a band this whole time. No. That's lame. What genre? EDM. Really? I thought it would be emo or something. So you haven't even heard Skrillex? No, I have not. I don't know anything. I No, no clue. I thought it was an emo rock band, a la Fall Out Boy or MCR. I made a no, lot of emos upset with that comment. You made a lot of assumptions there that just are not being borne out here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, before you dig yourself into a, f- a further hole, mm-hmm. uh, we're talk- let's talk about the Book of Enoch. Okay. So... I was going to start with, like, chapter one, verse one. Sure, in the beginning. But it's literally in the beginning. Oh, wait, for real? Yeah, like, they go through the whole creation story. Oh, yada, okay. Yada, yada. Someone asked this guy to contribute, like, a foreword or a preface, and he thought he would give a summary of the entire series so far. Come on, man. <laughs> it's like, well, while we're so, here, while we're redoing the whole thing, dumb. Did he change anything? That's important to me. Uh, I skimmed through, and there's a lot more uh, vivid imagery. Oh, that's About fun. trees uh, growing leaves, and then winter comes, and they're withered for a bit. But then some trees don't lose all of their greenery during winter. So describing how trees work. Yeah. Descri- yeah, basically, there's a lot of verses describing how trees work <laughs> and how uh, and how the, the, the stars... Uh, at certain times of year or in certain places. So Genesis, you know, which was originally a poem, is now being deemed not poetic enough. Let's get some let's get some vivid imagery in there. Let's get some creative writing in there. Yeah, so we're gonna skip all that. We're gonna start in chapter six. Yeah, when's it get juicy? When's it get nasty? Oh, you wanna talk about getting nasty? Yeah. Well, good for you, because uh <laughs> And it came to pass when the children of men had multiplied that in those days were born unto them beautiful and comely daughters. Okay. And the angels, the children of heaven, saw them and lusted after them. That is not very angel-like. And said to one another, Come, let us choose us wives from among the children of men and beget us children. Angels. This is not going to make it into the final cut. And Simjaja, who was their leader, said unto them, I fear ye will not indeed agree to do this deed, and I alone will have to pay the penalty of a great sin. And they all answered him and said, Let us all swear an oath and bind ourselves by mutual imprecations not to abandon the plan 
but to do this thing. And so they all swore together and bound themselves by mutual imprecations upon it. Okay, so they're like, I promise I won't, you know, let y'all go through with it so you get in trouble and I won't while not doing it myself. No, 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 no. It, it was, it was, I worry that, like, I'll be the only one to do this. Yeah, yeah. So it's saying, like, I so they're all like, no, no, back. bro, we'll all do this. We'll all do this. <sighs> okay, this isn't going to go well. And they were in all 200 who descended in the days of Jared on the summit of Mount Hermon, and they called it Mount Hermon because they had sworn and bound themselves by mutual imprecations upon it. And these are the names of their leaders. Oh blah, 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 blah. Skipping ahead. Bible Chapter loves seven. to do that. Bible loves a good list. <laughs> oh, there's a there's a quite a few lists that I'm going to kind of skip over just because yeah. we don't need to know that Terrell, John Jail, Sariel, Akarwell, yeah, I'm good. Ramil, Tamlel, Ramlel, Daniel. You're fucking with me. No, I'm re- actually reading. This is like only half the names. This so is far. some Feely and Keeley ass J.R.R. Tolkien shit. <laughs> yeah, kind of. <laughs> So chapter seven. Okay. And all the others together with them took unto themselves wives and each chose for himself one. And they began to go into them and defile themselves with them. And they taught them charms and enchantments and the cuttings of roots and made them acquainted with plants. (gasps) Turned them into witches. And they became pregnant and they bore great giants whose height was 3000 L's. What's that mean? I don't know. An L is a unit of measurement, but it doesn't say. Doesn't specify. There's no conversion rate here. Liters. 3,000 liters. Liters is a unit of volume. That's the joke. Please tell me you don't think I'm that stupid. That was the joke. Please, please, oh God. (laughs) Stevie, didn't we have a long conversation about how many oceans there are in a previous podcast? I am embarrassed about that in retrospect. And here's the thing. I still stand by it. I did not know. I'm embarrassed. I didn't. I, yeah. Yeah, fair. These giants yeah. consumed all the acquisitions of men. And what when the men mean? could no longer sustain them, <gasps> the giants turned against them and devoured mankind. So they ate all the fucking food. And when the humans went, hey, we don't have any more food, they ate the humans? Yes. That's crazy. They then began to sin against birds and beasts and reptiles and fish and to devour one another and drink the blood. Things are not going well. Then the earth laid acquisition, ag- accusation against the lawless ones. So, one of the angels, Azazel, taught men how to make swords, knives, shields, and breastplates, and made unto them the me- known unto them the metals of the earth and the art of working them, and bracelets and ornaments, and the use of antimony, and the beautifying of the eyelids, and all kinds of costly stones, and all coloring tinctures. This is cool. I enjoy this story a lot, actually. So taught them about swords, knives, shields, and makeup. Cute. I really like this story. This seems like a Grimm's fairy tale type thing. And there arose much godlessness. Sounds like it. And they committed fornication. And they were led astray and became corrupt in all their ways. Simjaza taught enchantments and root cuttings. Ameros, the resolving of enchantments. Baraquil taught astrology. Cocobel taught the constellations, Ezekiel, the knowledge of the clouds, Arakiel, the signs of the earth, Shamsil, the signs <laughs> of the sun, Serial, the course of the moon. And as the men perished, they cry, and their cry went up to heaven. We could have combined some of those classes. 
You probably I could mean, have done sun and moon in the same one. Probably could have done constellations and astrology in the same one. We didn't have to do them all separate. You've all got tenure. You could have combined it. We're going to stop right there because it does go on. I want to so leave you with a cliffhanger. I'm fascinating. So the next time when we come back to the segment, we're going to start back with what the other angels that didn't go and get themselves wives are doing. I'm intrigued. I didn't even know they were going to go back and check on those angels. This is like a meanwhile at the ranch kind of situation. Indeed. We're going to move on from uh, Take You to Church. Uh Uh-huh. And we're going to move in a more um, mischievous direction. Oh, I love a good mischief. So we're going to do Mischievous Boys. Oh, my tortellini's getting cold. I'll be fine. I ate like half of it. So today we're going to talk about probably one of the most mischievous boys ever to mischievous boy. Ever? Ever. I'll be the judge of that. We're going to talk about Magnus Hirschfeld. I don't know who that is. I thought I knew all the mischievous boys already. Magnus Hirschfeld, born May 14th, 1868 in Kohlberg, Prussia, and he died on May 14th, 1935 in Nice, France, Mm-hmm. was a German physician who was an important theorist of sexuality and a prominent advocate of gay rights in the early 20th century. That is wild. He was an advocate of gay rights during Weimar, the Weimar Republic. Wow. Up until the Nazis came and took over. Wow. Holy shit. Hirschfeld was born to Jewish parents in a Prussian town on the Baltic coast. He first studied modern languages and then medicine, obtaining a doctoral degree in 1892. After a period of travel, he returned to Germany and established a medical practice in Magdeburg in 1894. Two years later, he moved to Berlin, where he became actively involved in the scientific study of sexuality, in particular, homosexuality and advocacy efforts on behalf of sexual minorities. Wow. Hirschfeld maintained that sexual orientation was innate and not a deliberate choice. He believed that scientific understanding of sexuality would promote tolerance of sexual minorities. His sexology research was guided by empiricism and activism, driven by the belief that sexual ideology of Judeo-Christian civilization was a serious obstacle to understanding sexuality and the reforms of laws and practices that regulate it. He was so right. He was totally right. Initially, Hirschfeld supported the concept that homosexuals constituted the third sex, though he soon moved on from that. (laughs) Yeah. So when he's initially trying to figure out his stuff, he's like, yeah, it's another gender. Like, yeah, I don't think that's a gender. <laughs> I don't no, think, it's not. I don't think gay is a gender. No. <laughs> he is best known for his subsequent theory of sexual intermediaries, which held that there were mo- many types of naturally occurring sexual variations found across the human population, such as hermaphrodism, homosexuality, and transvestism. Okay. Now, are you familiar with the term transvestite? Yes, I know it in the context of it being considered offensive, but I do not know the history of it, even though I feel it is important. I feel the same way about the term transsexuals and that like that was very, very commonly used by trans people until I would say the last 10 or 20 years. Well, he's the guy that came up with the term transvestite. Interesting. And it was his way to try to figure out the whole gender thing. Okay. It was a perfectly acceptable term. It got turned into a slur. That's, it's always that, huh? Okay. So then you move on to a different term for the same thing. And also as our understanding 
of gender and sexuality, you know, developed, new terms are needed. That makes sense. So Hirschfeld completed an enormous amount of work during his lifetime with regards to his research, writing, and advocacy efforts. In 1897, Hirschfeld established the Scientific Humanitarian Committee with Max Spohr, Franz Josef von Bülow, and Edward Oberg. It was the world's first gay rights organization. Wow. That's cool as hell. Its main goal was to fight for the abolishment of paragraph 175 of the German Imperial Penal Code, which punished sexual contact between men. Damn. In, in 1899, he started the Yearbook of Intermediate Sex Types, the first journal in the world to deal with sexual variants. It was regularly published until 1923. He also published an important study on cross-dressing called The Transvestites. Okay. I guess that was kind of conflated for a very long time. Yeah. Yeah. Hirschfeld was one of the founders of the Medical Society for Sexual Science and Eugenics, established in 1913. Oh. Eugenics was with everything back then. Eugenics was, was like, part of everything you said? Yeah. That blows. Yeah, it kind of does. The next year, he published his study in homosexuality in men and women, which was based on the expansive statistical surveys on homosexuality that he had conducted. In addition to publishing works on sexology and sexual reforms, Hirschfeld also wrote about the racism, politics, and history of morals. Huh. In 1919, Hirschfeld opened the first sexology institute in the world, the Institute for Sexual Science in Berlin. That's really cool. It had the most transgender, transgender studies and whatnot Man. in the world at the time. It was also one of the first archives destroyed by the Nazis in 1933. God, it's fucking Library of Alexandria. It really so is. So much fucking, oh my God, so much research. Hirschfeld Damn. also participated in the production of the first film to call for the decriminalization and acceptance of homosexuality. Called oh, wow. Different from Others. Do you remember that mo- that movie, Different from Others? No. You should, because we talked about Conrad Veidt, who starred in it. Oh, we did. Um, and he was the one who refused to... to uh, he was like, if I play a Nazi movie, it has to be in a negative way, right? Yeah, like, it has he was to be the one who was portrayal. like, there must be a 100% negative portrayal of Nazis. He was never going to be a sympathetic villain. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the controversial film ignited so much debate and was banned by German officials within a year. Oh, shit. In, 19, in 1928, Hirschfeld founded the World League for Sexual Reform, which had its roots in an early conference that he had organized in 1921, the first international conference for sexual reform on a scientific basis. They called for the reform of sex legislations, the right to contraception and sex education, and legal and social equality of the sexes. They're ticking all the right boxes. <laughs> Being a Jew, a gay man, and a sexual liber- liberation activist made Hirschfeld the target of right-wing supporters, yeah. and he suffered grievous injuries from attack in 1920. Oh, gosh. Later, with the Nazis' growing power, he was regularly assaulted, his lectures were disrupted, and upon completion of his internal international speaking tour in 1932, he was unable to return to Germany. God damn. He instead went to Switzerland, and then in 1934 to France, where he died the next year. Man. He got so much done. That is crazy. That is yeah. so much of our history. Yeah. So that that's uh, Magnus Hirschfeld. Most mischievous of boys. I'm quite satisfied. This is a great offering. This person does go into uh, into the Mischievous Boys Hall of Fame. Indeed. So, Stevie. Yeah. 
do you have a quiz for me? Of course I do, Micah. Don't get it twisted, because we're the quiz takers. Don't get it twisted, because we're the quiz takers. Don't get it twisted, because we're the quiz takers. You got it twisted, because we're the quiz takers. The quiz is titled, What Kind of Leftist Are You? Derogatory. What kind of leftist, parentheses, derogatory, are you? Okay, this is by Uquiz user Ash the Pigeon. What kind of leftist, parentheses, derogatory, close parentheses, are you? Disclaimer, I'm not an expert. I just study political theory for fun. Also, this is a joke, 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 joke. Leftists, you're my comrades, and I love you. Okay, question number one. Thoughts on government. Kill it with fire. It's okay to a point. Only if it's a good government and not a bougie one. Or, I heart government! Three exclamation points. Okay. I'm going to go with only if it's a good government, but not a bougie one. I think that's solid. Uh, what is your opinion on Karl Marx? Based in Epic, who's that? Proud Proudhon Proudhon was better. He was cool. Kind of old-fashioned, though. I don't even know who that other person is. I'm going to go with Proudhon was better. Oh, really? Who is that? Just another guy? Uh, he was an anarchist thinker. Another guy. We'll talk about him in the future. Okay. Question number three. Opinions on the USSR. Flawed state, not even communist, three out of ten at most. The very bestest. Long live the Union of Soviet Socialist Republics. It was better than most of the other states at the time, or evil, 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 evil. It was a flawed state, not even communist, three out of ten at most. Fair statement. Is violence justified? What the fuck? No. When needed to form a more just society, when there are enemies of the revolution and the people, or only when it's the cops doing it. When needed to form a more just society... Solid answer. Question five of 12. Auth left or lib left? Auth left, lib left, kind of in the middle, or what's an auth lib left? I don't know what that means. I would say lib left. Okay. It means I'm libertarian left, Mm -hmm. which is a fancy way of saying anarchist. Oh, okay. Rather than having like a- like authoritarian gotcha i see what you're left saying is authoritarian left which is like people who like yeah okay so I, i'm 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 libertarian left i feel like that makes more sense feelings on the petty bourgeoisie death violence killing biting all the kulaks i don't know what that means kind of you not gonna lie they could be good revolutionary assets for, smiley face or bad ones proudy face they're okay or the small business owners are the backbone of this country death violence <laughs> bi- killing biting all of the kulaks what is that uh, basically saying, uh, no, I don't like the petty bourgeoisie. Oh, I just wasn't sure what kulak specifically meant. Oh, you didn't hear what I said? Um, you said it's just referring to the petty bourgeoisie. I was just oh, wondering what the specific, specific term is. Oh, it's a specific group of... Lag is really bad yeah. on this call right now. Holy shit. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. The lag is awful on this call. It was like, it, there was about four seconds between when I said that and when I, when I heard you respond. That was wild. This is... I don't know what we should do about that. Well, let's keep let's keep going. We got more more questions to get through. Okay, I fear you will have a lot of splicing to do later. Do you simp for the USSR uniforms? Yes or no? No. No. Question number eight: Do you prefer reform or revolution? Reform. Or I revolution? would go with revolution. Yeah. Question number nine. Do you think the means of production should be given to the workers? Yes. Isn't that the basis of leftism? Eventually, once the revolution is secure, otherwise we'll lose it all. Or, nah, they're fine where they are? I like that that's framed like a question. Uh, Yes. Isn't that the basis of all leftism? You tell them. Question ten. How much theory do you read? A regular amount? What's theory? Or so much theory. All the theory. Hey, have you read the Stain Revolution? By mostly speeches and notes from historical revolutionaries. Does that count? I I read the regular amount of theory. 
a regular amount. <laughs> Feelings on the French Revolution. 100% in on it. The OG. Uh, maybe go easy on the head choppy. My favorite girl boss, Marie Antoinette, died. Frowny face. Everything went downhill after Marat was killed. Vivant. I don't know how to say that. That's French. Whatever. Basis for future revolutions, but kind of bougie. Or carry your shit. It killed more people. I don't. I don't know who these people are referring to. The ba- the basis for future revolutions, but kind of bougie. Mm. It was a bourgeois revolution. Fascinating. So rich people rebelling against it was the, the bu- it was literally government. the bourgeoisie rebelling against the monarchy specifically. Mm. Huh. Probably still didn't end up benefiting poor people. Um, question number twelve: China is dot 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 evil, just as evil as every other state. Uh, Deng Xiaoping ruined it. Good. Okay. Not actually communist or there. I guess. Uh, I'm gonna go with just as evil as every other state. Fair. Yeah. And you are, let's see what kind of leftist derogatory you are. It's loading. Results are coming. Anarchist, you have daddy issues and pyromania. Not wrong. The Didn't you have issues with like setting fire in the backyard? Like in like one of the little, not the little castle. It's a little fucking, was it, am I thinking of you or somebody else who melted part of that little slide? I, I didn't have issues. I did it just fine. <laughs> Oh, that was somebody else. That was not me. I was responsible with my fires. I appreciate that about you. I do. I think I'm thinking of one of my friends from middle school who also, who, to be fair, was a middle schooler and definitely, like, melted off part of their parents, like, playground set in the backyard, which, yeah, a 12-year-old would, you know? Again, I was a responsible 12-year-old with my fires. They let you set fires when you were 12? Yes, they did. I guess that's what Boy Scouts is about. You didn't do Boy Scouts that I, I can remember, but I guess that is the premise. Nope, I didn't. I did. I did the Southern Baptist equivalent, which was called the Royal Ambassadors. What? What the fuck is that? That's wild. So it's like Boy Scouts, but with Jesus. Yes, Boy Scouts with Southern Baptist Jesus. Heavy on the abstinence, heavy on the anti-drinking. Uh, didn't even mention that because it would be inappropriate to talk to kids about. Yeah, yeah. I'm assuming pregnant was a bad word, etc. Um. I know the grandma never said the word. She'd say with child, which is so funny. That's really funny. With child. Fucking. Okay. Ready? The Virgin Mary. Stupid. Micah, what did you have for breakfast today? Actually, it's, it's funny that you should ask me what I had for breakfast today. Mm hmm. I had an uh, omelet mm. with uh, peppers and black olives Ooh. and lots of cheese and Fancy. a little bit of ketchup on the side to dip it into. Ooh. I also had a sliced grapefruit. This is lovely. Which probably isn't that smart because grapefruit juice actually fucks up uh, antidepressants. Don't know if you know that. Micah, why would you? Okay. All right. You knew that. You still did it. So I topped it all off with a glass of orange juice delightful that sounds delicious too bad it's all a lie i had a cookie are you fucking (laughs) you piece of shit (laughs) we can't have anything on this fucking podcast so what'd you have for breakfast um great value fruit loops oh shit what are they called sugar spins whoops sugar spins oh i'm sorry i have to check because there's no fucking way they're called sugar spins right hold on Great 
value fruit loops. Fruit spins. They're called fruit spins. Oh, okay. shit. I just realized that Stevie's no longer at his desk, so Stevie doesn't fruit get to know spins. that I just said the fruit spins. Fruit spins. <laughs> yeah, I, See, I, I, I looked so it took us both the same amount of time. <laughs> yeah, I just went on Google and looked it up. Yeah. Uh, there's also another off-brand called Fruit Rounds. Fruit Rounds I have tried. They are pretty good. Another off-brand called Tutti Fruities. I have also tried those. Wait, what? Have I just been buying Fruit Loops from different stores this whole time? What? And another one called Magic Treasures. All right, I haven't tried that, but you know what? They're right. <laughs> Fruit Loops are Magic Treasures. I will give them that. I'm a big fan. Uh, and I had uh, almost the rest of the gallon of milk that is in our fridge right now. We need to buy more milk. Um, I thought about having a cookie because I did bake a couple. I did and not a couple. I baked a lot of cookies the other night. Here's the thing. We were out of vanilla extract. And so I Googled fucking substitutes for vanilla extract. And they were like maple syrup or honey is fine. Bullshit. Turns out vanilla extract is what makes the cookie good. I have 36 fucking mediocre chocolate chip cookies. And they're they're like just sweet. There's nothing there. There's no nuance. There's no pleasure or delight to it. And so I thought, yeah, I guess I'll have fucking cereal instead of my shit-ass cookies. Hope your cookie was good, though. Yeah, it was good. It was oatmeal raisin. I was about to ask what kind. I should have figured oatmeal raisin. That is a classic cookie. You really can't go wrong with that. <gasps> that reminded me. I have oats, and I want to try making overnight oats again. OMG, I totally forgot about that. I'm excited to make that again. I have no idea what overnight oats are. Put some oats, water or milk, toppings you like in a mason jar or i suppose a tupperware would do as well uh, my favorite combo is like sliced banana peanut butter nutella if you're feeling frisky honey uh sometimes i did chia seeds but you know peanut butter banana cinnamon uh all those stir that shit on up leave it in the fridge overnight time you eat it in the morning that's oatmeal that's oats overnight oats you could just make oatmeal yeah, but like the point is convenient. Like the point is like grab and go. The point is like you know you're a working woman. You have to go open uh, at the the donut shop that you live 15 minutes away from, and it's fucking 5:30. It's the fucking ass crack of dawn because you have to be at work at 6 a.m. and you're not going to be able to eat anything till like 1 p.m. So you better have something filling. So you make overnight oats. You sound a little bit bitter about that bakery job. And your coworkers and everybody is like, oh well, you obviously you have to wear. You have to wear a, a, a fucking, not a handkerchief, a, a hairband or a um, headscarf, bandana, etc. Because uh, of like health restrictions. So like instead of wearing hair nets, we at least had to have something that kept our hair back. So we would wear like headbands and bandanas and stuff. I was bald. I was bald. <laughs> there wasn't anything to hold back. And do you know how fucking stupid I look wearing <laughs> a headband around my head? With a cute little bow on it. When I don't have any fucking hair. I look like a baby. I look like a millennial dressed a fucking baby and took her to church for Easter. <laughs> so stupid. Anyway, overnight Why are you talking really shit good. about millennials? I'm a millennial. Y'all are good, but you know, I'm talking about like the, the church going Christian girl autumns, autumn ones who put big ass headbands with big old flowers on their little babies. You would never oh, do oh, that. Oh, basic. Yes, I'm talking a very specific brand of millennial. You can generally assume that when I talk shit about millennials, I am excluding you, else it would be quite rude to do in present company, though I have not hesitated to be rude to you in the past. 
This is true. You have been rude to me at a drop of a hat. My apologies. My reputation precedes me. It does. There, there's been a precedent set. Yeah, I'm sorry. Guess we have enough for an episode. So, Stevie, where can people find you? You can find me at stevieb.com. That's S-T-E-V-I-E-B-E-A.com. You can find me at stevieb.com. I'm also on TikTok and Twitch. Twitch especially is pretty good for me right now. I'm a big old fan. Uh, Micah, where can the good people find you? Uh, the good people can find my music at mxmaxwell1.bandcamp.com. Also, we should mention that we have a Patreon in which if you give us a mere $3 Patreon. per month, a small Patreon. $3 per month, we'll get you all of our back episodes. It's just a little money. On the bonus episodes. Just Plus, a little bit. you'll get a bonus episode that the free pe- the free feed doesn't get. So bonus for every episode. free episode that we've done, we've done a bonus episode. Twice the episodes. Double the episodes. Yeah, you get twice the episodes. Also, Stevie, <laughs> your whispering is probably not even going to show up. Because if you I remember correctly. No, I do music underneath this. There's always music quietly playing, and you might be too quiet. Crank my volume. <laughs> Stevie, I regularly have to crank your volume all the way to max in order to fix the audio that you send in to me. Listen, if you need me to turn my mic up, just tell me. I think after a while you got scared of telling me to fuck with my settings, though. Because, listen, that's something else is going to go wrong. Yeah, kind of. But, uh, yeah, anyway, getting back to it, we have a Patreon. Uh, go check out the Patreon. You may enjoy it. Uh, we're a bit uh, more loosey-goosey, and there, we don't talk about the news. And we don't let the producers listen to those episodes. <laughs> it's a secret. Again, who are these producers? Anyway. I, Jim uh, and Randy. Get with them. I thought I'd been ceasing you the emails. You have not. Do you not open uh, your emails? Never. Oh, there's your fucking problem. All right. You weren't there for the buyout. I don't know what to tell you. Hey, <laughs> employers hate this one weird trick of never opening your emails. I love not answering emails. That's a topic for another day. I love that shit, though. My emails are unusable at this point, though. So, uh, yeah, we also have a Tumblr where you can check out where we, we list uh, quizzes that we've done and or will do and or just, you know. It's a blog where I curate what I want to do in the quiz taker segment. That's about, it's pretty much all quizzes. Oops, all quizzes. It's gender swap podcast on tumblr.com. It's, yeah, yeah it's, just, it's just quizzes, mostly. So but we yeah, do also accept asks, and we do, uh, well, I do man the, the DMs and stuff. So if you ever want to suggest a quiz or daily question or a topic, etc., etc., or a compliment, if you want to tell me I look nice today, you can send that over there as well. Yeah, and if you're a Patreon supporter, you can also send us uh, daily questions or topics or just tell us that we look nice today on Patreon. And that's how you get to Micah. And I'm the one that actually takes care of the messages over there. Micah's behind a paywall. Get what you pay for. Micah. (laughs) Free 24-7 access to my older sibling. Notifications on only for Patreon supporters. I... Do not answer the Patreon at all hours. You're, you're warned in advance. I, I, may, I may take a few hours to respond. At least. 20. Okay, like, like we'll say like 18. 7. 18. 6. We'll give you a day off. Thanks, Steve. That's very magnanimous of you with my time. Are your puppies angry? <laughs>
So, uh... Sorry, sorry, let's end the podcast. <laughs> no, that's next door. That's fucked up. That dog is so yeah, that's, fucking that's, that's, loud. That's next door the dogs are barking. <sighs> yeah, it's, it, he's not a happy camper. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so I guess that just about covers all of our pluggables. So, nothing left to say, but bye. Bye.